like as bad as people do say obviously a bad workman blames his tools and stuff like that but you kind of have to blame your players at some point because they are the yeah. ones on the pitch but um yeah, yeah, when your tools have a mind and body of their own that can go and do other stuff, <laughs> like I think, I think you could definitely start putting a bit of blame on them. Yeah. Um... What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, and Ollie. Yo, yo, yo! Just us two again today. It's, it must be a few Tuesdays in a row now. I think so. I think the last Thursday one was. Uh... I mean, we didn't do one last Thursday, did we? We did no, not it do was, one last It was Thursday. Tuesday, yeah. There we go. Yeah, back, back to Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, Mondays and Thursdays this week, just um, due to some time stuff going on during the week. You know, everybody's busy. Getting to that point of the year now where it's getting a bit manic. That's it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, obviously no football. Uh, a little bit of international football, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but then we're also just going to talk a bit about the new managers coming through. Um, obviously... We might as well start with that, shall we? Might as well. These new managers, yeah. So obviously, we've seen quite a few new, new. Well, quite a few people lose their jobs. Daniel Fark, Norwich lost a job. Dean Smith, Aston Villa lost a job. Am I missing anyone else recently that's lost their job and has been replaced, um, or is it just them two? No. Obviously, oh, obviously uh, I think we spoke about Steve Bruce, but we haven't spoken about the fact that Eddie Howe has taken over as well. Yes. So we can true. talk about that. Um, but yeah, where, where should we, let's start with Newcastle because they're. They're the names on a lot of people's lips at the moment. Obviously, yeah, sacking um, sacking Steve Bruce, hiring Eddie Howe as manager. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Ollie, but I thought it was a strange appointment. 100%. Um, one of the worst defensive managers ever um, with a team that has a championship defence at the moment. It's, um, it's one of the situations where without the money that they have access to now, they could have got Eddie Howe if they wanted. It's not like yeah. they've yeah. They, they've done any better now. They've got that ma- uh, that, that money, and it's not like they're getting a bigger name or whatever. It's the same sort of standard of manager as they were getting beforehand. Hundred percent. If not, yeah I'm, just looking, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at his tally. His Premier League record is 190 matches, 56 wins, 43 draws, 91 losses, 241 goals scored, and 330 goals scored against. Um, now, obviously, we know a lot of the fact that like he, it, we know that when Bournemouth were in the Premier League, they were often um, in the top three to five for goals conceded most seasons. They would often, obviously, concede a lot of goals. He was uh, one of those managers that really focused on going forward. And um, I think he'll be good in that terms for Newcastle with having like St. Maximin and Callum Wilson. I think that he'll be fine. I think they'll be able to get goals. But unless they have some serious investment in January, they're going to leak goals every game. They're currently they're currently averaging about two goals a game conceded. Oh yeah, no. only Norwich has a worse record right now than uh, <laughs> than Newcastle in terms of conceding goals. Um, but I have actually, I tell you what, I've had heard some something interesting from him. Apparently, during his time off, he he spent some time in uh, Madrid uh, studying uh, Diego Simeone. Oh. Now. If there's any defensive manager in the world that you want to go study, Simeone is probably the best one. Yeah. So fair play to him. At least there's some humility there, right? Like he knows his flaws, he knows what he's not good at, and he's trying to um, trying to prove them wrong. Mm. Um, trying to work on it anyway, which is good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Trying to improve that area of his game, and, and you know, if he does, 
you know, there wasn't that long ago that we, he was being talked about for England, for Spurs, for Arsenal. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're obviously, you know, he is a good manager, but he just does have his glaring um, deficiencies, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it could be a good appointment. I just don't, I don't know. Do who do you do you seriously see Newcastle making any moves in January? I, I can see them making a couple, but I don't think anyone that's going to make a, a massive difference. Um, they need to sort out their back line. I don't think they should be bothered about trying to get anyone crazy up top and spending sixty plus mil or whatever just to try and get a name in sort of uh, in the attack. I think they need to sort their defence out before anything else at the moment. Yeah. Callum Wilson and St Maximin with the right sort of partnerships and the right people feeding the balls into them they can score goals and they can play well but it's the back line that's really letting them down at the moment I think so um, yeah sort out that back line maybe in the summer think about some some strike or a striker or attacking yeah. mid or something that they can bring in and just uh, add a, another layer of creativity in there yeah, exactly. I mean, they're currently, yeah, they've conceded 24 goals, which is the second worst to, only to Norwich, yeah. who conceded 26. Obviously, only team in the league to not win a game. Norwich have won a game. Yeah. Um, we can't under, you know, underestimate that. They're, uh, yeah. I, 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 I think Newcastle going down, and I think this is an appointment. This is a smart, I, it's not, it doesn't feel like an appointment to me where they're like trying to stay up, if I'm being completely honest. Mm. If you're going to try and stay up, you probably would have gone for like a Lucien Favre or someone like that who's got a bit more about him, who's got a bit more experience in in football generally. Yeah. Um, that is a likely name to come and, you know, to come and do, uh, to come and keep them up. I think they are preparing for the championship. And I think Eddie Howe's a good manager for that. I think he'll bring them straight back up. There's no doubt if they go down, when they go down, I'm, I'm, cons I'm fully convinced they're going down. When they go down, there's no doubt they'll be straight back up again the following season. Yeah. Um, I think but it just will be with, with Newcastle in January, it's they're not going to have that pull on players just yet. Because yeah. like, chances are, yeah, like you said, they're going to get relegated. So there's not going to be many big names, even if they do throw a load of money at them, that are going to want to go to Newcastle for a couple of months and get relegated to the Championship and then have to be down there for a year before probably coming back up again. Um, yeah, you're not going to get anyone that's a Premier You're not really going to get anyone worth their salt in, who's in the Premier League. And uh, I think, I don't know if we said it on the pod, but there's been the thing, the contract thing that a lot of Premier League teams have agreed to not deal with Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, which is fair enough. I yeah. mean... I don't know how City got away with that, but... <laughs> yeah, I, mental, innit? But yeah. I uh, I saw that there's Newcastle sort of, uh, online giving it um, that they're going to go, that they want Eze and Zaha. And it's just like... It's not going to happen, man. No. It's just not going to happen. Like, why Why would they go to a worse club? Like, you have the money to become a good club, but it doesn't make you a good club. You still have a backroom staff that really don't know what the hell they're doing. Zaha's um, always said, if, uh, when he's um, spoken about leaving, it's because he wants to go play European football. And yeah. Newcastle can't offer him that. Like, not, be to, not this have, year, we, definitely not next year. We have year. a better chance. In, we have a better chance in the next two seasons to offer them to offer him European football. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, over the next two probably. seasons. We still yeah. don't have a good chance, but we still have a better chance of offering him European football over Newcastle. That's it. Um, and I don't think SA is going to be going anywhere. You guys wouldn't uh, say that no. anyway. He'll be here for a few years. I expect him to fully move on at some point, like I do with Elise, say, like Tyreek Mitchell. I fully expect that we'll do what we usually do, bring these young players through, get a lot of money for them, and we'll do this, you know, rinse and repeat, um, but not to a Newcastle or something like that. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I can't see that happening. But um, yeah, so Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle. That's about it, really, for the Newcastle news. Obviously, with the uh, they need to move on from a lot of their backline, like Lascelles and. To be honest, I've, I've he's the only one from their backline I can really remember. <laughs> um, let's have a look here. So they had Domit, Ferdinand, Fernandez, and Kraft playing. Do you think um, Ryan Fraser's going to be become more favoured now? Eddie Howe's sort of linking back up with him. Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, Ryan Fraser is the person that left Eddie Howe high and dry when Bournemouth were getting relegated and didn't want to stick around and help out. Yeah, so that's understandable, kind of but um, yeah, it's, see how it goes, really. It's going to be an interesting one because Ryan Fraser's not particularly good. And I thought he used to be actually all right for, for Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, he hasn't he really done good too season. much. Yeah, that's sort of bit, yeah, he didn't do, really do too much after that. Um, so... Yeah, who knows? Eddie Howe might, uh, might hold a grudge against him. Yeah, but... and they... Well, I assume that Eddie Howe will probably move back to that 4-3-3 that, he's been play, that he plays every single time he plays anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine that will come in. But I'm just having a look at this back line quickly. Yeah, so it's like Matt Ritchie playing left wing back. Clark, Lascelles and Kraft as their back three with Jacob Murphy as their right wing back. I just... And then Fabian Shaw off the bench... Manquilo. That's it in terms of defenders. They have got such a sorry backline. Yeah. Um, they got Brentford at home as their first game. If Brentford haven't been doing so terribly, I would put I'd put money on Brentford to win that game. But they've yeah. been awful. They've been awful. Uh yeah, um I imagine he'll go for a new attacking. I mean I've seen Newcastle fans on Twitter going mental just because of the fact that he was running around the training pitch. That shows how awful Steve Bruce was as a mm-hmm. manager. Like, the fans are getting excited just because of fucking managers putting effort in on the training ground. <laughs> but like, you can always crazy. tell between the managers that get stuck in at training and actually sort of play kind of with the players and kind of like, kind of not show them what to do because obviously they don't need to be told, like, sh- show them what to do because they're professional footballers at the end of the day. But um, they, and there's also the sort of managers that you can tell stand on the side and point and shout directions at people but don't really actually get stuck in on the same level and um yeah eddie howe seems to be um of the former and steve Bruce was of the latter it's nuts man it's nuts do you see eddie howe there as a long-term appointment and by long term i let me give you four years i think it depends on because they hypothetically they go down this year, I, he brings I, them back up. Yeah, I don't think he can be expected to do a year and a half. I don't think he can be expected to do too much this season. So next season he should fairly easily, if they've got sort of money to spend, and even without the money in the previous years, they fairly easily have gone straight back up again. Um, so I don't doubt that they'll get promoted again, maybe even win the championship. Um, and yeah, I think that first Premier League season back is going to be the real, the real key for him see how he performs and after having that time under his belt having a couple of seasons to bring in some sort of transfers anyway um with with some of the money that they've got access to but yeah i think that first season is going to be very important for him if he doesn't perform if he doesn't get like meet their expectations i can see that being the end of, um, for him uh, yeah not too long of a spell but i no, I think I could see him there for about three to four years potentially because I don't think there's any reason why he can't be the guy that 
initially does something with them, like brings them back into the Premier League, and then maybe for two, maybe even gets them into the top ten, maybe. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't personally see him being like a Mancini, the one that wins them their first Premier no. League title. Um, just that's not going to happen. Like, let's be real. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe uh, you know, there's, there's bags and bags and bags of potential here with Eddie Howe. Um, it just depends on how serious, and, and we need to. Because, you know, he has had some pretty good signings as well. But obviously, we most famously know him for the horrific ones. Yeah. So, you know, spending, what, 30, 40 million on Jordan Ives. Spending about 20-something million on Dominic Solanke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all these awful, awful um, transfers. that Effectively relegated uh, Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, it was a big reason why they got relegated. Um, but, yes, all right. That's enough. That's enough, Eddie Howe. That's enough, Eddie Howe. Let's move on to the next one. Um, where would you like to go, Ollie? Where would you like to go? Would you like to go to the Midlands or would you like to go to Norwich? Midlands. Midlands. Okay, well, let's let's start things off then with Aston Villa. Obviously, I want to get your initial thoughts on the firing of Dean Smith. Premature or do you think right? I think it... I personally feel it's a bit premature, but you don't really see managers go... Most managers go five games unbeaten. uh, Sorry, five games uh, uh, losers in a row. Like, without any repercussions. And yeah, it's it was unfortunate for him, but I don't. I think it was a bit premature. I don't think they should have let him go. I think give it another couple of weeks, he probably could have turned that team around a bit. But yeah, I wonder if he'd lost the dressing room. I don't think he had, but I wonder if that might have been a reason why he got sacked. Yeah, um, because they love him in Villa. They love him. Like the fans love him. Yeah. The, I know the fans obviously got on his back a bit about the loss, and I get that. Five losses in a row is pretty awful. I get that, but. You know, he's a, he's a good manager, man. And he's an Aston Villa fan. Yeah. You know, he, he he's the kind of manager you want, isn't it? Like an actual fan of your football club and all this kind of thing. That's what you want. Um, Unfortunately, he... his, uh, his quote from sort of this summer or whenever it was, or yeah, the summer just gone, whenever it was, saying about how they're a better team without Jack Grealish has only led to him being sacked. So well, the, the mental thing is, this team is at, is actually better than the one that Jack Grealish was in. But now, I, I know think Jack Grealish did a lot more for them of than course, anyone else yeah, is he doing. Took a lot of, he took a lot of the spotlight off of the other players in the team. But when you look at the team they have, mm. like their back line is... They have a very, very solid team for the position that they're in. And, you know, I think Gerrard, obviously the big thing here is, you know, Steven Gerrard is the one that's been appointed. You know, you can... I think this is an amazing opportunity for him because you don't... This is almost like a... I don't know, it's a weird one because you you don't get a team of this stature with this backing, with this fan base, with that stadium, with that training facilities. Um, and the stepping... Like, sorry, I know Villa fans won't like this, but they are, for him, a stepping stone to the Liverpool job. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. And the squad is good. Like we say, you know, you've got the Emmy Martinez, but one of the best keepers in the league. You know, Tyrone Mings is, is not great, but then you've also got House and Konza there who are very decent. You know, Matt Target, Matty Cash... You know, you've got that midfield. McGinn's a very good player. Uh, Buendia, he started so, but we know Buendia. We know he's a very, very talented player. And when he gets firing, he's he's wicked. Leon yeah. Bailey, I know when he's fit, he's shown really good glimpses this season. And we know he's a good player. Uh, Danny Ings, Premier League, tried and, you know, tried and trusted. He is an amazing, he, he, if he, he can bang you 15 goals a season yeah. for a striker. And then you've also got like El Ghazi, uh, people like that. I'm definitely missing someone on that left. Who am I missing? Who am I missing on that left? I feel like I am missing someone. Let me have a look quick. But yeah, no, I just... Uh, 
There's so much potential here. El Ghazi, Buendia, Bailey. Because I think you are. Jacob Ramsey. That was it. Jacob Ramsey. He's a good player as well. Um, no, they're a player called Aaron Ramsey. I'm assuming that's Jacob Ramsey's brother. It is. Um, There's three of yeah, them, I think. Uh, oh, Matt. Two and Zabi. They have... There again, to play into the point, they have a very, very promising youth academy at the moment who's doing bits. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's an incredible job. I feel bad for Dean Smith. I do think it was slightly premature, but then I think if you have the chance to go after Gerard, who has bags and bags, who has a much higher potential as a manager than, than Dean Smith, Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. I do think, you agree that yeah. Stephen Gerrard is a, is a good move? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of people obviously talking about how he's not ready for it. He's only been in sort of the SPL, but if there's any team to move from sort of the SPL to a Premier League team, you kind of want it to be a team that's got the potential like Villa do and aren't far off being a, a very good team. They just need sort of the right instruction to to get the best out of them. But I do kind of think this, their back line and how sort of bad Mings and, and that have been recently is, is, I think it does come down to the fact that obviously um, John Terry was there, obviously doing a lot of stuff with the defensive coaching and stuff like that. And ever since he's left, it seems to sort of coincide with the, the downfall of that, of that Villa um, defence as well, really. Um, mm -hmm. So I think if Gerard bringing in the right defensive coach, and that could bring them back to life. And, well, the um, feeling is bringing his lads from Rangers. Yeah, I assume. So. I assume it would be. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, I think I think it would be a good appointment for him. I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I don't just, think I it's a big. This. Yeah. So continue with your defensive point. I saw a link for a player in January they should sign, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Joe Gomez. Yeah. Fourth string, fourth string uh, centre back at the moment yeah. at Liverpool. Um, I think that's mainly down to the fact he's, he was coming back from injury, wasn't he? Is he fit now? He's been fully fit all season, bro. Oh, blimey. I, know, I, yeah. knew, I knew he'd been back in training like Matip, a couple of months Matip ago is, now. Matip but... is Van Dyke's partner when fit, and then they bought Canate, who's been siding in there as well. True. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joe, if he wants any chance to get in at the World Cup, he should go. Because Definitely. he's never, he's not even, he's not, I mean, he's not had a look in um, mm. since the beginning of the season, purely because he's not playing. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, yeah, a handful of other English centre backs that we could take as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They could. Uh, are playing for bigger yeah, teams. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way they could go get Tamori. I feel like Tamori stays no. in Milan. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to see, there's so many of these kids now, I know it's going a bit tangent, there's so many of these kids now, English kids abroad, that I just don't want to see, I don't want to see Bellingham come back. I didn't really want to see Sancho come back, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, I think it's what's sort of happened with Sancho so far. You're a bit like, mm, is this going to be a, a permanent thing? Is he not going to be doing well yeah. sort of for, on a consistent basis? And is that going to happen to other players? Um, I think it is really good for these players, uh, young players, to go out there and get experience in, in other leagues and stuff like that if they're not going to get the game time over in the Premier League. But if it's going to then kind of affect what happens when they get back to the Premier League or when they actually do get to the Premier League, then... Because it, it, it's clear that there was a quite a big difference between the Premier League to the Bundesliga with Jaden Sancho, and oh, yeah. there is all this talk about obviously he start, he's a slow starter and stuff like that. But a lot of the times it's because he's sort of carried on a bit of a knock or an injury into the first few games of the season, so they're yeah. not wanted to rush him back. At the moment, he's basically just been fit the whole time. He's just not been performing. Um, I put it down to Ollie though as well. Cause oh like, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not blaming just uh, Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Uh, Ollie's team selection is horrific. Like the way he alienates and isolates players is actually 
uh, is a detriment to the football team. We see Donny van der Beek and we see jo- Jaden Sancho coming through now. Like, yeah. Oli is almost becoming a detriment to the football club. Um, it's a shame we couldn't get Bards on for today because I would love to have drilled him about Manchester United again. <laughs> but we will get there soon, don't you worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Steven Gerrard. Um, don't know about signings and stuff. Maybe he'll bring a few Rangers players through. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I, the Steven Gerrard thing, I think... I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think there's bags of potential there, but I think people may be over on, overestimating Gerard. He did win only one of nine potential trophies during his time at Rangers. Um, he did, you know, instead of selling players to get money, because you know Rangers are broke, Rangers have no money, they're financially fucked, basically, let's say. Um, they should have sold players and they didn't to get that, to take that 10th SPL away from Celtic and it worked. But now the club is messed up. They yeah. they have to sell players and they haven't got the money to buy any new players. And that's why he's so jumped ship. <laughs> and that's why he's jumped ship. And I, I get a weird question. A range, Rangers and Villa in their current form. Who's who's a bigger team? Oh, I don't know. Um, that's a tough question, really, because I think they've both got their their stake at it, but. Don't believe that any one sort of. I think I personally think internationally, Rangers is probably all recognisable. Mm. Nationally, it's got to be Villa, isn't it? Yeah, when you say nationally, if you're talking just in England, yeah, in the UK, in the UK, I would say it's fairly safe to say that Villa are a bigger team than than Rangers. Yeah, but international wise, and like how they're recognised, like. Abroad yeah. and stuff like that. I think Rangers still still top that, don't they? Yeah, definitely. They've, they've got a lot more sort of history about them, and I think there's a lot more. Uh... We should do a poll. We'll do a poll on Instagram after this podcast. Who's a bigger team right now, Aston Villa or Rangers? Nice. Yeah, we'll do that because that that's an interesting one. I want to hear what people think. Yeah. So Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard. Where do you see Villa, him and Villa placing this season? Of you, bear in mind that they're currently. In a relegation scrap, 16th, only two points off the drop. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's going to be. A... He keeps them up. I think that's safe. Yeah, to say. I, he's going to keep them up, but I don't know. I don't know how sort of whereabouts they're going to finish because I, I don't think it's going to be an easy start for him. I think he'll have his hands full for a, a little bit just while he sort of adapts to the team and the team adapt to him and everything like that. So. Um, I think highest possible place for them, or where they, where I personally think they're going to finish this year, thirteenth maybe. Yeah, I feel so, like they could, they can, they can weed out the dross of Leeds, Brentford, Southampton. Yeah. Right now, I feel like Everton are going to have a drop off. That's another manager that genuinely could be in trouble if yeah. they get drilled at Anfield by Ever- by uh, Liverpool, which is coming up soon, right? Yeah, it's only three weeks time. They've got City, Brentford, Liverpool. Oof. And oh my God, they've got City, City away, Brentford away, Liverpool at home. Sorry, Arsenal at home, Palace away, Chelsea away. Jeez, bro, they could come out of that with zero points, bro. They could come out of that with zero points. For sure, that's not good for them. No, and then that's another, that's another manager, man. Rafa, like what if Rafa could be number six? What if they get shit pumped by by Liverpool at Goodison Park and the Liverpool fans are singing Benitez's name? He's got to go, isn't he? Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, like, I think you can, you can take a certain sort of 
sort of part of that and go, okay, it is Liverpool, and they obviously are a lot better than Everton are at the moment. And Everton but, have got some key injuries, like that. Yeah, but at the same time, if they get absolutely rattled by them, it doesn't matter who you play. At the end yeah. of the day, if you get absolutely rattled, especially sort of Liverpool being uh, sort of their scouts rivals and stuff like that, yeah. it could be very embarrassing. Like that could possibly be the nail in the coffin for uh, for Rafa. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Them sacking Rafa, holy hell. When was the last time that this many managers got sacked in the season? Or so, I, so early I, anyway. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's never happened before. Yeah. Because what we've had... 11 games? One, two, three, four... Five managers gone. Five managers go. We've yeah. had five managers We've had go a quarter of the, of the Premier League managers go. No, we've had more. No, we haven't because Bruno Large uh, started the season, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, we've had five, and we could have potentially seven if, um, say, if Everton. Well, to be honest, potentially seven, say, if Everton. Uh, United. U- United. And maybe um, Leicester? But not a sacking. Maybe Brendan Rodgers takes that Man United yeah. job. Um, bloody hell, this season could shape into. By the end of the season, Vieira could be like the 10th longest reigning manager in the Premier League. <laughs> He's only been there for this year. Um, Jesus. Bloody it's hell, so bad. Goat, it? It's terrible. This, this season, like, the thing, the weird thing about this season is those top... Yeah, the top four, City, Chelsea, City, West Ham and Liverpool have been heads and shoulders above the rest. The rest have been so bad, I think. Well, not so bad, but, like, in, in context to them, yeah. they've been... The rest of the league's been awful, in it? Um... But yeah, look at you guys, sneaky fifth. I know, man. I've been sneaky fifth for a couple of weeks now. Love that for you. Um, yes, Knocking so Stephen Gerrard, Champions League again. <laughs> I did see some Arsenal fans, the Palace fans, um, having a having a bit of an, an argument earlier on Twitter oh, because a Palace fan said that he didn't realistically see Arsenal pushing the top four next season. And there was a couple of Arsenal fans that just didn't like next that. Next season or this season? Next season. Oh, I don't know. I think it depends but what I happens thought, this season. Yeah, but I thought it was reasonable to say that he doesn't expect them to push the top four. I think that's a reasonable thing to say, that he doesn't yeah. expect them. Well, um, yeah, at, at this stage it is, but I think it just depends on how the rest of this season goes. 100%. If this season yeah, I goes... I cracking that top four. If this oh, season no, goes from strength to strength, to strength, then I don't know, we could be we could finish this sort of this season in the top four and then carry that momentum into the next, yeah. but... Hobber's um, gonna have to pull his thumb out his ass if they're gonna do that. Oh yeah, for sure. And just get some consistency in his game, Jesus. Mm. Um, I did see yeah, a, no. a couple of rumours that um, who was it? Uh, a United, an old United legend. I can't remember his name. Oh, I can't remember now. But either way, old United um, legend said that um, the perfect um, signing for Arsenal right now would be Donny Van Der Beek. I'm a bit like. Mm. No, I don't really think so. I uh, could be good, actually. Could be, but I don't. I don't think that. We're like we really need him. I think we need to focus on maybe some other. Like we need another striker, because Lacazette and or Aubameyang are probably going to go. Yeah. Lacazette's definitely gone yeah. in there. Yeah, well, um, he's not going to be signing a new contract with us. He's going to go for free in the summer. But yeah, we need to do something. Yeah, I think I think you will do something. I just don't know what what it, I don't think January will be the time. Well, you never know. You never know. Weirder things have happened. 
Yeah. Um, just having a look at yours, see if I can find any. Um, that, that Valovic or whatever his name is, that's been uh, yeah, that's been a... with a link to Arsenal. New striker. Ooh, but... Raheem Sterling. I don't want some old like reject. Well, not old, but some like like cause we we've done this with Chelsea players. I don't want to yeah. start doing it with City players now as well, where we just get in players at the end of their prime and we're a bit like, oh, well, that was stupid and a waste of money. Yeah, and uh, like you just spend an absolute ton on wages as well as the because it's looking like something like eighty something million or something. Yeah, well, for and it's just, you, you can't do that. Yeah. That's a bit steep. Yeah, it's a bit steep. You wouldn't, you shouldn't. Yeah, that's way too steep. I wouldn't pay that. That'd be ridiculous. Um, right. So yeah, Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard. I think that's it for Stephen Gerrard, really. Um, yeah. I think he'll do well. I think. Uh, I think it's a great move for him. I feel bad for Rangers fans because they were in the middle of making that charge for the title again, um, getting automatic. Oh, that was it. He's done awful in Europe the past couple seasons. As well, we can't like they've they've basically out of the Europa League though, aren't they? I think, I think they're out of it. I've not really been keeping up the Europa League. Um, when Arsenal aren't yeah. in, in uh, European football, I give yeah. up with it. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. This is like, the, like yeah, the first time I, I was doing a little bit of looking at Steven Gerrard and I saw that about the Europa League. But yeah, I think I don't think he's done too particularly too well in the Europa League. So that's another thing that's like even a step up from the SPL, which is the Europa League. Cause it is a step up in football from the SPL. Let's be real. Um, he's been awful. So, were they not Champions League if they won the SPL? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they got knocked out of the Champions League oh, and, they, right. and then went into the Europa. Um, yeah. Let me have but yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, they're in the Europa League group stage, so they must have been knocked out of the qualifying for the Champions League. I'm assuming. Yeah. And gone into the. Uh, and gone into that, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so interesting. Very excited to see what Steven Gerrard could do. And funnily enough, his contract running out with Villa ends the same season that Klopp's contract runs out with Liverpool. End of twenty twenty four. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Um, I don't think that has ever happened. I actually, no. I have a very sneaky suspicion because it's easier to say this than it is to say he's gonna succeed. I've got a sneaky sus uh, suspicion that he is gonna lock this Villa job. I don't think he'll get him relegated, but I just don't think that he'll make improvements that will warrant the Liverpool job once Klopp's gone. No, which I, I think can is see him being very bad. similar, having a similar relationship with um, sort of Villa that kind of it's a similar relationship. When I say similar, I don't mean it exactly the same because like Oli has with uh, United. Obviously, he's he was a legend at United, everything like that. So. He's probably looked at it in a different way, but I think with Gerard going to Villa, I think they're going to be looking at him in this kind of like the same way that United fans look at Ole, having a legend as a like a footballing yeah, Premier League legend or whatever as a manager and that, which is all fine. But it has been a very rocky relationship maybe, um, with Ole, and I think that could Palace. be the same with Gerard. Maybe Palace would be a better comp. Maybe yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, the job that is on the hands of Steven Gerrard is a far, let's be honest, a far easier one than the job that was put in Vieira's hands at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. So I say now it's a bigger job, uh, our, our job, but at the, be at the beginning of the oh, season, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. And now that Vieira's settled in and, and, and his vision's been put in, but yeah, at the beginning of the season, yeah, like no one wanted to touch us, man. Um, 
I'm just happy that I'm happy they didn't because I'm very very happy with uh, with Patrick. I must say, and who? Yeah, how can I not be? But uh, like the last one, the last one, the big one, the one that I thought very much was going to be Frank Lampard, and it wasn't. It's the man Dean Smith. He's only been out of job for a little while. He wants to get straight back into things. He's now Norwich manager. Right. Um, this one would even about the uh, yeah the Lampard sort of connection with it, and is it because he knows? Brendan Rodgers very well and he knows that Brendan Rodgers might be on his way out soon um, to go to United or whatever and like, if, if be... Leicester give Lampard that job they're fucking idiots yeah that's what I think but I think if obviously that they do know each other uh, Rodgers yeah. and uh, Lampard yeah, so of um, there could be some was, sort of connection uh, yeah he was there. Uh, Mourinho's hot right hand man wasn't he on his first stint yep um, yeah oh man if they give him that job it's awful though because he, he... Like, I they get in these jobs on names alone, man. Like if Ger like, let's be real. G Gerard and Lampard never would have got the jobs that they got if it wasn't for their name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And would they be linked to these jobs if it wasn't for their name? No, I don't yeah. believe so at all. Because uh, quite frankly, if say if you have someone that's not a Premier League legend, like a, a random manager that comes up, maybe n never got that far in terms of actual playing ability or whatever, but someone that's not publicly known as well as uh, like Lampard or Gerrard, they're never going to, their names aren't going to be picked for it because they're not yeah. in the public eye like that and that there aren't going to be people tweeting or uh, putting on social media and stuff saying, oh, this person for this job just because they're sort of a Premier League legend or not even Premier League, just because they're a football legend or whatever. It doesn't make sense. No, it can work because obviously I think, I don't know about Vieira. I don't know if the name played a part in anything with us hiring Vieira because obviously he hasn't he hadn't managed in the Premier League before uh, obviously he managed in the Ligue 1 um, with Nice and the MLS in New York I just I don't know it's a weird one like with that one I'm not 100% sure but I think the name definitely had a part of it I think the recruitment's sake I think the name had a part of yeah, it yeah sure. I was going to say that's where these sort of legends do come in handy having connections at bigger clubs and stuff like that obviously like like it's you said earlier instantly that's yeah the thing, the it's like like you said with um what's it called um joe gomez going to villa obviously gerald's got a very strong link with liverpool and they might want to do a favor i didn't, even, favor, I didn't even think about that yeah <laughs> i didn't even think about that and yeah it makes so much more sense it, it could even happen even more now yeah Exactly. Joe Gomez play for Gerard, yeah. These they've got their foot indoors in other places and stuff like that, and they know a lot of people, so it can probably be a good thing, but um, yeah, pros and cons, I guess. That's it, mate, that's it. I think, um, yeah, with, um, we'll go on to Norwich, I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll do Norwich. Um, I am a bit confused by what Norwich see. So I'm assuming that what the board have seen is enough to think that they can stay up because you don't appoint Dean Smith if you're not trying to stay up, right? Yeah. If you're going to go down and get back into the Premiership, you keep Daniel Falk because he is so prolific in the Championship at winning it. He's, you know, he, if he go, if they go into it, they, they win it with Daniel Falk as their manager. They obviously think that they can stay up. So they've appointed Dean Smith. And, and that also makes me think is why they didn't appoint Frank Lampard. Yeah, I think with <clears throat> Dean, uh, the sort of attraction to Dean Smith for the job, maybe is because more recent Premier League experience, well, more experience in general, 
as uh, managing, but more of a recent Premier League experience of only having, having just lost his they job. They play or whatever. similar systems as well, don't they? Yeah, well, exactly. They're not. They're not a sort of a, a huge step away from each other, and I think that then some of the Norwich board might have thought that the the um, Dean Smith sacking was a bit premature as well. So um, I don't know. They might see something a little bit more Dean in him. Good for Dean Smith. Go back and get yourself back in the Premier League, man. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good manager. I think it was premature. I think he just hit a rough patch with Villa. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Norwich. I, it's interesting. I don't think they'll stay up. I really no. don't. Um, and like, say hypothetically, if Dean Smith is actually bad, and Villa have lost their last five on the bounce, how the hell is he going to get anything From out Norwich, of this Norwich yeah. team? He, like, before their last game or whatever, had lost the last twenty something in a row or something. Oh no, they hadn't won in t- over twenty something games. Twenty something games, yeah. Um, no, it, it's terrible. They they are a bad team. Um, I still fully think that Norwich and Newcastle are destined for relegation, despite these two new managers coming in. Um, I just think the dross in their squads is just too much. Um, too much for any manager, let's get it right. You put Klopp or Pep Guardiola in both of these teams with their jobs, they're getting relegated as well. Like, let's not... Oh yeah, there's only a certain amount a manager can do with the team that he's provided with. 100%. It's not like you can chuck a shit team at a, like the, the greatest premier, uh, the greatest manager of all time and they're going to start winning games with them. It's like, as bad as people do say, obviously, you've got a bad workman blames his tools and stuff like that, but you kind of have to blame your players at some point because they are the yeah. ones on the pitch. But um, yeah, yeah, when your tools have a mind and body of their own that can go and do other <laughs> stuff, like I think I think you could definitely start putting a bit of blame on them. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I it, yeah, it's an interesting one. I I'm I worry for Dean Smith that he may have taken the wrong job. Maybe he goes maybe he goes back down to the championship. But why should he, man? Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just I don't see them staying up, and I and I don't want Dean Smith to be dragged through the mud because I do really like him. I think uh, he, he's been given long enough that he could do something, but. I think there's a lot that needs changing within that team for, for him to be able to do a lot better with that team and make them a better team themselves. Because yeah, yeah there's a, there is like you said a lot of dross in that team and it does need to be shipped out before they can bring in some other people. But I think doing it now is probably if they were going to do it this season, doing it now is probably a, a better time to do it. Just sort of coming up to um, January transfer window, still got a little bit of time before that window to get a feel for the players that are there, get to know them all a bit more, figure out who you need to replace and which positions you need to sort of be working on and then uh, over the next sort of month and a half or whatever and then start making a couple of changes in January um, obviously being Norwich I don't think they're going to have a world of money to be able to spend um, to make huge changes but I'm sure he'll have enough time to pick out a couple of names I'm sure I'm sure and and one thing that he does bring for Norwich fans and for the players is hope yeah because you've seen what he's done at Villa you finished in the top uh, did he? Did he finish in the top 10 or did they finish 9th or 10th or something last year? I think he did, didn't they? Let me have a look. Or 11th. Was it 11th? It was 11th. They finished 11th last season, which is not bad considering they just survived last season. Obviously, they're Jack Grealish. Uh, uh, Norwich don't really have a player like that. Uh, Well, they definitely don't. Um, That's another thing. You see, they don't have a player to drag them out of the mud, do they? Nope. He's now um, at Villa. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they they bought Rashika, who was supposed to, supposed to be that guy. Um, Josh Sargent. Pookie's who, just a bit shy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Rashika is not a good player. Josh Sargent, who like, if we haven't learnt by now, if the striker can't do it in the Bundesliga, how the hell is he going to do it in the Premier League? Palace have fallen guilty to this as well. We signed Mateta. Luckily, it was only on loan, and he's going back in January. Um, but Mateta, he came in, struggled at Mines, but was you know supposed to be decent, and he's just apart from the apart from the one goal that will keep him in Palace folklore forever was that double nutmeg hill flick against Brighton, which will live with Palace. But he'll be a legend forever for that. But aside from that, he's done nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And and, especially uh, the fact that you've now bought an Edward as well. It's a bit like, oh, okay, well, he's now being pushed even further back down the list. Who can play striker, play on the wing, as we've seen? Like, uh, Vieira very much likes to... He's, he's figured out a way to play Edward and Benteke together, which I like, because Benteke has also been pretty decent so far this season. Yeah, it's a um, similar sort of um, scenario to kind of the, the Henri Burkamp that used to be at Arsenal. Yeah. Having that, that that sort of striker, but having the uh, the attacking mid just behind to so they link up v really well. Yeah, and on the games that Benteke doesn't play, you often see like a situation where they line up four three three, but then you'll see like Ayu or, or depending on who, say if it's an Ayu on the wing, you'll see Ayu drop back almost as like a midfield defensive player, and then you'll see Eduard and Zaha go up as almost like a striking duo. Mm -hmm. And then with Conor Gallagher going forward, are you dropping back? It sort of works really nicely. Um, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how that how, how that continues. But uh, yeah, we, we keep going on tangents about our own football teams. I love it. Um, <laughs> Norwich City, do you see... Uh, uh, 10 out of 10 for the appointment, I would say. For if, you, if your plan is I'm, we're committing everything to trying to stay up and we, want, we don't want to go back down and just come back up again. We want to do everything we can to stay up and we're not just going to accept... Relegate. I mean, you can't accept relegation after 11 games. That's insane. No. But uh, so fair play. It's a 10 out of 10. It's 10 out of 10 appointment for me. If that's what they're going to do, I just don't think. I just don't think it helps. I think they are destined for the championship. Yeah. And if you're going to be destined for the championship, you might as well keep Fart. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, obviously Fart is known for his willing ability in the championship and stuff. So. Yeah, why not stick with him, I guess. But I think they're just thinking, yeah, but we might as well do something now if we are going to do anything and try and give this new manager enough time to try and make a difference um, before the end of the season. Because yeah. if he takes over in sort of February or something, he's got no time to be able to make a real difference. So, yeah. yeah. Alright, before we move on from the managers and we talk, you know, finish this podcast off with a little bit of England chat, I think we shall. Um, I just put Newcastle, Norwich. I'm going to go through the ones that have new managers. Newcastle, Norwich, Watford, Villa. Uh, I won't count Tottenham. Uh, we'll leave it at that, I guess, yeah? Um, is that it? Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, out of those four, who do you see finishing the lowest and who do you think finishes the highest? Uh... I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because I've not seen Dean, what Dean Smith can do with that Norwich team, really. Um, yeah. So, and or what uh, Gerald can do with Villa. I still probably think that Norwich will come bottom because that team is truly awful. 
um, and they've just got nothing about them. So I still think yeah, Norwich will come off worse throughout this season. Um, Gerald's got enough with Villa to be able to stay up and can fairly convincingly stay up anyway um, as I say not top 10 or anything but no, no. Um, 13th 14th something like that, that. Um, yeah I think out of anyone I think Dean Smith's going to have the hardest time with Norwich um, yeah you can't under, uh, underestimate Eddie Howe either because uh, he could be truly awful as well yeah but, but they're going to leak goals we know that they're not going to there's no way they're going to show up their defence and and uh eke out these 1-0 wins they're going to concede goals so they're just going to have to hope and pray that Eddie Howe has enough in him and this team has enough in him to outscore their opponents um, there's talk, very high talks of Aaron Ramsey signing in January um, yeah which is interesting Could be a final nail in the coffin of his career yeah I know <laughs> that um, well it should be a free transfer as well because it looks like Juventus are trying to buy out his contract in January um, which is fair enough he's on 300 bags a week and doing absolutely F all for him mm. so it makes sense it's a shame what happened to Ramsey you never should have left Arsenal man no I think he never should have left Arsenal no I don't think he should have but it's yeah, I don't it's... know if it was necessarily his fault though no he did play start to play like a bit like a bit better in that season that he ended up leaving us uh, but I think we were also in a an awful situation with that midfield at the time so he was the only one that could really do anything um, but yeah I think he was I don't know about unfairly treated but I think his it came to a, a natural end I think I don't think if, if he'd stayed any longer there would have been a lot of complaints from fans and probably a lot of everyone uh, what's it called um, everyone from uh, other Premier League teams as well so um yeah, I think it came to its natural end. I don't think we should have kept him, but it's a shame that he couldn't have sort of stayed at Arsenal for for the rest of his career, really, and sort of see it out as a sort of a, an Arsenal legend. But yeah, or, or go somewhere just a bit like more realistic that you're going to really play in that. Mm. Don't ruin. I mean, he's not ruined his career because he may end up back in Newcastle. May actually play pretty well. You never know. Yeah. But um, but yeah. That that was I I agree I think I think Norwich will finish bottom and I I like generally bottom and I also think that um, uh, what's his face uh, Gerard will do the best out of these new clubs um, but yeah I don't know it's just uh, yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting right England time boy we are currently yeah. five minutes into the San Marino game and it's nil nil disappointing we should be five nil up by now I forgot that it was on. Uh, yeah, obviously the last game was was a court was a cracker. England five, Albanian nil. Um, Harry Kane proving that he can do it. Yeah, just not in a Tottenham shirt. It's not um, my Maguire, yeah, exactly. Maguire silenced the haters, obviously. Um, and Jordan Henderson, as a man that can't score international goals, he signed to back a few international goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think uh, the it, floodgates have opened. Yeah, oh, I was but... unfortunately not able to watch this game. It was at work. But um, no, it wasn't. no, we, we weren't. We, we were, were out. out. <laughs> we were out. We were out in uh, out for my birthday. Yeah, getting, exactly. Getting very drunk. Everyone go with nice. out for happy belated birthday. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, don't ask how old I am. Um, Twenty six. But yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, obviously. Um, 
Yeah, doing a good job. Obviously, a lot of players have now left the England camp to go back to their respected teams. Um, we saw a call-up, a uh, very well-deserved call-up for my guy, Connor Gallagher, coming into the... He's not starting today. He's on the bench, which is, you know, fair enough. He's been there for, like, what, two days? Um, so, fair enough. But uh, very gassed to see him. See him. Hopefully, he'll get a run-out today. I'm sure he will, at some point, get a run-out today. He's on the bench, but, um, yeah. Uh, Emil, I believe it's... Let's have a look at the team. I believe Ramsdale and... Yeah, so Ramsdale in goal. Tyron Mings, Connor Cody and Maguire make up the back three. With Saka playing as like a left mid. Calvin Phillips Ooh, and Bellingham make up the midfield. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, lovely. And Trent at right sort of wing back, it looks right mid. Then Phil Foden, Harry Kane and Emil Smith-Rowe as the front three. Bang, he's starting. Go on, the boy. And yeah, Saka's starting. And Ramsdale. And Whoa, let me go. And guess who has scored for England again? Harry motherfucking Maguire. Silencing all the haters. I wonder if he stuck his ears and his uh, his fingers in his ears again like Roy Keane hated. Um, oh, for God's sake, man. What? Just Harry Maguire. He's... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Maguire, yeah. man like Maguire. The only um, thing that I'd like to see now in that England team right there is... Uh, it's maybe Ben White in the defence, and then we've got a little Arsenal spine of that team. Ramsdale, Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Ben White as well, that'd be nice. But, yeah. Nah, we need to uh, it. Well, we are playing San Marino, for Christ's sake. We normally beat yeah. about 7-0 most it times. Won't be so. too, it won't be too much longer until we see Gaye and Mitchell in there. Especially if Luke Shaw keeps playing like absolute dross, mate. Tyreek Mitchell's got to be the next one up. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and then Gallagher. Hopefully, we sign him in January on permanent. Uh, but yeah, we're looking good. I mean, there's not really much to talk about, to be honest. England, we're doing what England do. We are winning, in, winning games uh, that make us qualify for big tournaments. That's what we do. Um, yeah, where, how does it look at the moment? We are. I'm imagining we're top. Uh, yes, uh, we are. We are indeed. We are only three points clear of Poland at the moment. Obviously, who we drew with. Yet to lose. 29 goals for, three goals against. Love to see it. Yeah, uh, I hope England get the job tonight. It's good to see a little bit of a mix-up in the squad. Stuck um, the game on. I've got it on the background now. Nice. Nice. I like the front. The front three is cool. I like that midfield of Saka, Phillips, Bellingham and Trent. Um, yeah, quick off the top, Trent or Reese James? I know we did this the other day, but I was uh, move. Yeah, Reese James. Still. Okay, yeah, Reese James, me too. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, this is uh, it's going well. I think we're pretty much done, Ollie. Is there I anything else so. we need to talk about? Oh, one thing I did want to uh, just mention was the Portugal-Serbia game last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, jokes, wasn't uh, it? Mitrovic um, scored a goal in the 90th minute or something, or 91st minute, to um, essentially minutes. nearly knock um, Portugal out. Serbia are now yeah, top of the group. I mean, and they've got to go win the play-in or play-off, right? That's it. Serbia have now got automatic qualification and Ronaldo oh. going to his last... Well, maybe not even going to his last World Cup. Um, so That'd be awful. Imagine if they don't make it to the World Cup. It's an OK header from uh, from Harry Maguire, that goal, to be fair. It's, yeah. I don't think Sam really could have done much about it. No. I'm completely but... fine. If, if Maguire, Kane, these man, Sterling, they just want to turn up for England, that's completely fine with me. Completely fine with me. Uh, I really enjoy Harry Kane to start turning up for Tottenham just for my fantasy league. But <laughs> oh gosh, Ollie, you're sporting Tottenham now. 
No, I just said I need Harry Kane to step up. <laughs> they can no. concede as many goals as they like. <laughs> but you just need to start bagging something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no. We'll, um, we'll do the next... I guess we'll do the fantasy on Thursday. Well, we don't have any fantasy to update. Well, preview, we? I guess. Oh, no, we've already done that last time. We've already said who we were playing and stuff, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, as you know, just in case anyone didn't know, top of the league, top of the league, top of the league. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty much everything, I think. Uh, um, yeah, just leave that. On your, that's the final thing to leave with you guys, top of the league. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, we'll uh, see you this weekend for the football. Some good games coming up. Uh, obviously, we'll see you on uh, yeah Thursday for the preview on Twitch, and it'll be out Saturday morning. For you lot on Spotify, Apple Music, and that this will be out. Well, this this will be out if you're listening to it on Spotify and Apple Music. So enjoy. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this episode. There we go. But uh, yeah, we got Leicester. You know, Leicester, Chelsea. We got um, Liverpool, Arsenal, which will be a good game. Man City, Everton, Tottenham, Leeds, Palace, Burnley. All good games that we. Well, not pa- pa- Palace, Burnley for me. For a, for a uh, for a neutral. No, they ain't gonna watch that. But no. um, but yeah. Uh, I urge you to watch as much Crystal Palace as you can because we're fucking incredible. Um, but yes, that is it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, we're a good team. Yeah. I, I've not been able to say we're a good team for a very fucking long time. Yeah, um, it's nice. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, ever, let, really. we'll let you have it. <laughs> ever, really. Literally. Not in my lifetime. My dad's been able to say it. I've not been able to say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to leave you there. We've um, uh, you know, got to wish Arsenal luck against uh, Liverpool as well because it'll yeah. be funny if we can beat them. Or at least it get anything be, from them. <laughs> it would be kind of jokes. It would be kind of jokes. But um, where are you guys? Yeah, you're only two points five points ahead. Well, we kind of need you to lose. You're only five points ahead of us. Yeah, but we're not. We're not fighting each other, are we? You might be. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. Arsenal are better than Palace. Okay. Yeah, no, they are. But we might be. <laughs> no, no, uh, we're definitely in the same sort of fight at the moment. It could change around yeah. within literally two weeks. Like if you guys have got the, the fixtures that you guys have got with, uh, we see, could be seventh at Christmas. Yeah, you guys have got some uh, f- fairly decent fixtures coming yeah. up. Um, obviously, you've got your made. your three out of your, your possible twelve that you were uh, talking about. Um, three so, so far, yeah. baby. Three so far. Let's go. Exactly. But yeah, we um, could also um, drop a couple of points in this game. Yeah, who knows? So, so you got? Yeah, you got. You got. Um, oh, to be fair, uh, we've, yeah, no, we've to got be fair, Liverpool, got Newcastle about back yeah, from, which Newcastle, no, so it's Liverpool, Newcastle, and then United, is it? United, yeah. yeah, which isn't too bad either, Ollie. To be fair, yeah, right now, who knows? It's but yeah, Ronaldo turns up. Oh God, don't. Yeah, he probably would as well. Yeah. But uh, but yes, thank you everybody for watching or listening, consuming in any which way you do. Um, I've been Alfie. He has been Ollie. Uh, we. Your fetish podcast thank you you know like subscribe notification bell whatever you know the drill facebook instagram uh we're not on twitter but twitter uh youtube uh twitch spotify apple music all the good stuff all the good stuff follow us um we do two every week unless there's no no premier league football like there wasn't this international then we'll just do the one but yeah everybody uh, enjoy your week and, and if, you, we- uh, if you're interested in uh, not just listening to the podcast but reading stuff about the Premier League Alfie has, writes uh, various articles oh, um, so uh, check out his social media as well where he posts about them as well uh, yeah check them out uh, I've got some stuff on there got a Vieira blog that's 
it's either it's either going up or it's up. I'm not 100 percent sure at the moment. Uh, a Vieira post and yeah, there's also some NFL content for you guys. Anyone that likes some NFL stuff as well, you can find that from me. Um, yeah, go pack, go. But I will um, yeah see you guys soon. Mo Farah signs for y'all and yeah, have a good week. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.